Shabbos Dav Kuf today's email comes to us from Naftali Rishel from Eretz Yisrael. He says, perhaps in order to increase viewership of the Shir, once people watch, they'll get hooked. Maybe we could offer, if people get other people to join, we will learn for them, the Kailo will learn for them, you will learn for them. Maybe we'll fly people in as an incentive if they get many people. Bottom line is, Research says, he says, that once a person gets a streak going, they will stop. They will not stop, especially since the shear is so addictive. If you have a great idea, please share with us. If you have a great story unrelated to this, please share with us. Whatever, as long as we increase Harbas's Torah, even if they go to another shear, just let's get people hooked to the daf. As we learned, Nechemi ben Chachalio came along and he said, everything was mutter, there was no such thing as mukta. He said, everything is mukta. Says the Gemara, Rebbe Lazar says, there are four Mishnahis and Brises that must have happened before they started relaxing Mukta. And Rabbah argues on all four. The first one is, our sugya, Medoicha. If you have a mortar and pestle, it's a cliche Malachi Isra, you're not allowed to crush vegetables on Shabbos. So you can't move it, unless you want to flip it over, use it as a chair, not permitted. That must be before they started relaxing Mukta. Rabbah says, no. That goes according to Rebbe Nechemia, who says you cannot touch any Klish Malach unless it's for its designated purpose. You can't use it as a chair if it's made to crush vegetables. Second thing is on the Shulchan, we had Lechem him, and in order for there not to be any mold between the bread, they put small rods. Those rods are Klish Malach they're to hold bread. Yet the Mishnah says you cannot touch them on Shabbos, you have to remove them before Shabbos in order to take out the bread. And then you put the new breads in on Shabbos, and on Matzi Shabbos you reinsert those rods. It must be before they relaxed Muktzah. Says Rabbi Natru, perhaps it was after they relaxed Muktzah. Yet it's only there to prevent mold. You can wait a couple of hours until Shabbos is over, you don't have to touch these rods on Shabbos. There's another halacha that for the carbon Pesach, in order to remove the hide, they would put the animal on a hook. Not enough hooks every Pesach, so many people. So you use a pole, you put a pole from person to person, from shoulder to shoulder, you hang the animal on that. But if every Pesach falls out on Shabbos, don't use a pole, use your hand, put your hand on your friend's shoulder, he puts his hand on your shoulder. Must be before they relaxed Mukta. Says Rabbi, not true. It's possible since there's a way to get out of it, you don't have to use a pole. Why use a pole? Use your hand. So these are the things that we have a mach like this. There's another concept called glustera. There's a bolt, and on top of the bolt there's a knob. And you put it in the ground, and that shuts the door, closes the door, locks the door. One man holds, you're not allowed to carry that on Shabbos unless you do titul minatzad, you drag it. Must be before the gzera. Says Rabbeinu, perhaps it goes according to Rabbeinu. The halacha is, you're not allowed to carry from your house into a chatzar. But the chatzar, you're allowed to carry from chatzar to chatzar to your neighbor's chatzar. Here the shayla is, the threshold that's outside of the door, is that considered as part of the chatzar? And therefore, I'm allowed to carry this bolt? Or perhaps it's considered as part of my house? And that's why this mandor holds, you're not allowed to carry from the house into the chatzar. We have a Mishnah that's explained by Rabbah and Rava. Rava adds one more step to Rabbah. Rava says the Mishnah comes to say that according to Tanakama, klisha malachti laheter, such as a bowl, a cup, you're allowed to carry it, Let's say you need the place, even just not forget the malacha. I want to drink from it, but even I need some room on the table. I'm allowed to move it over. If it's a klishim malachi leiser, such as a hammer, only letzarich gufa if I have to crack open a nut, but not letzarich mikayma if it's on my bed and I want to go to sleep. I cannot move it. Comes from Nehemia and says, when it comes to a klishim malachi like a cup, 
I could only move it let's serve if I want to drink from it, but not let's serve The big question in the Gemara is so, so, how do I wash dishes? I have a dirty dish, I have a dirty bowl from Chalm. How do I bring it to the sink? The only reason why you bring, bring it to the sink is because you want to make some room on the table. Says the Gemara, the reason is because it's a graf shalrei. Just like we said, you're allowed to move a mouse on Shabbos, a dead mouse, which is completely mukta because it's disgusting, so too a bowl is disgusting. Rava adds one more step, and he says, according to the Tanakamo, not only can you move it, but you're also allowed to move it itself for loss prevention, in order that it shouldn't get damaged in the sun. Comes and uh, you can move it even not only but even you have a hammer on the table, you need the room, you move the hammer off. Says from you can move and but not itself. Rav holds exactly like Rava, the Klishim Malachi Lizer, you're allowed to move, let's start moving. He says, you're not allowed to move it for loss prevention. If you're worried that your Klishim Malachi Lizer will, will get stolen, you're not allowed to move it indoors. As we said, that you're not allowed to move Mechamel itself. According to Rava, why can't you move a Medoicha, a mortar and pestle? We said you can move it, let's start We must say that it's talking about you cannot move it Mechamel itself. It says that on Yantif, you're not allowed to support a pot, let's say a wobbly pot, you can't put a shim of wood underneath it. The question is, why not? According to both Rab and Rava, it should be motor, Lutzerch Gufay, it's a malacha, it should be okay because this is a klisha malachi laheter. On Yantif, you're allowed to make fire with wood, so it's a klisha malachi laheter. The answer is because on Yantif, we made a xero. This piece of wood on Shabbos is Asr, so too on Yantif. It should be motor, but because on Shabbos it's Asr. Why is this also on Shabbos? The Klish Malachi Le'isr should be mutter to do Le'tzorach Gufay. The answer is because it's not a Kli. If it was a Kli, correct. But this is something else called Mutzah Machmas Gufay. It's like a rock. It's a piece of twig. It's, it's just a piece of wood. It's not even a Kli. Therefore, it's also to move on Shabbos Le'tzorach Gufay. If you're telling me that anything that's also on Shabbos, we make also on Yantif, why is it that you, you could bring fruit that you're concerned that are going to get damaged in the rain? There's a loss prevention here. You could bring them into your house through a skylight, but on Shabbos you can't. Shouldn't we make that zero? Says the Gemara, that goes according to Beis Hillel. Beis Hillel hold that you're allowed to carry on Yantif. Mitoich, hoil. Since it's mutter to carry letzorich oichel nefesh for food, so I'm allowed to carry a child, a lulav, etc. Beis Hillel say no. You can only carry food, you can't carry children in Sifri Tayro. And therefore, Beis Hillel are going to be the ones that hold that you're allowed to bring something through a skylight, and Beis say you can't. Rav Mari held like Rabbah. He asked Rava, if I have a pillow, which is a klisha malachi leheter, can I move it out of the sun? And Rava told him yes. He said, but why? He said, because you need it for guests. He said, but I have enough for guests. So Rava said, oh, you hold like Rabbah. If you hold like Rabbah, then for the entire world, a klisha malachi leheter is mutter to carry from chamal itself for loss prevention. But for you, since you hold like Rabbah, would be aser. A broom, a sweeper, to sweep the table, it's made out of cloth, it's a klishim lachil heter, you let it move it on Shabbos. But a regular broom, in the time of the Gemara, since the floors were made out of dirt, that would be mashvagumais filling in the holes, it becomes a klishim lachil iser, and you're not allowed to move it from the sh- from the sun to the shade, but you'd be allowed to move it l'tzor gufai u'mekaymai. The Mishnah says, all kalim, all vessels, even if they break, you're allowed to move the parts, the pieces, and that is if that piece can function in some sort of melacha. So let's say if it was a bowl 
and it broke. So you take the bowl, the, the broken piece, and you cover something with it. Review this says no. The only time you can you can move that piece is if it remains with the same function. So if it was a bowl, you could actually still put something into that small piece. But just if you could cover it, that's not considered a malacha. And Shmuel explains the machlekes is when the piece is broke on Shabbos that the Tanakhama says it's considered ready as a kli, and it doesn't matter what malacha does. Review this says this is considered noilat. It was just born today. It's a brand new kli, and it has to be the same malacha. But it was broken on Erev Shabbos. Everybody agrees that it's a mutter for the malacha. There are three braises, says the Gemara. One says that you could make a fire with the actual kli, but not with broken parts. That goes according to Yehuda that says that noilat is mukta. According to Rav Shimon, that noilat is not mukta. Fits right in with the next braise that says you could use even broken pieces for a fire. And the one that says you can't even use a real kli for fire is Reb Nechemya, who holds that a kli is designed only for its purpose, and since this dish is not designed to make a fire out of it, it's also to move on Shabbos. Have a wonderful day.